talking afterwards. What yeah. are you laughing at? God. What are you laughing at, Shane? Nothing. Keep talking. Every time I start talking <laughs> a little too long, he starts laughing, and it makes me self-conscious. But I'm just saying that I'm glad that we have a hang now as opposed to a show. Like to, I like to watch the faces of people around her when she's going. And what, what do you see in those faces, Shane? What do you observe, and what makes you giggle? I see people's souls leaving their fucking bodies. <laughs> Nathan, call 911. City boy! City boy! What it do, baby? You like that? You like that? That's why it's the goat. The goat. Help! 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 Bodies! 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 Boy, if you don't stop. Me personally, I wouldn't take this level of disrespect. I'm undefeated. Never lost. Uh-huh. It's an evil world we live in. There's only two dudes better than me, and I'm both of them. It's getting ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. Like this motherfucker. Oh man. No, he's fucking good. Where the hell are my white man's Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. Oh, fuck you, Lewis. I will Venmo $20 to whoever can send me that song. So please come together like one of those YouTube, like, uh, <laughs> Trying to get some mott sticks. Get on the sheets, get some mott sticks and some skull. Shout out Riggin. Shout out Finnegan. <laughs> shout out Orient Mulligan. You just need to come. You want me to make you come? I'll make you come. Welcome to episode 91, 91, 91 of the Skank First podcast, a podcast where each and every week we discuss, we review, we talk about some of the best offensive podcasts from the week gone by in the Legion of Skanks universe. I am your host, the Dave Smith of Fancast, the funder from Down Under, the man of a thousand pop culture sound bites. Let's see if we <laughs> can get the- through it without saying the N-word. <laughs> Come on out, you rapist! Double J. And I got nothing this week. I got nothing that... Nothing interesting happened. Abortion's still illegal. Fucking. Yeah, I got nothing. I got absolutely fucking nothing to talk about for the first five minutes of this podcast. So let's just jump into it. Like, absolutely nothing happened this week. Oh, one thing. Shane Gill has absolutely destroyed fucking Nikki Glazer on um, Bert's fucking podcast. It was great. And I'm probably going to make some time after I record this to put that at the front of this. That was very funny. All right. You know what we do here every week, each and every week, a few days late when no one really cares anymore because, you know, some of these podcasts were released 10 days ago. We take the best podcast from the week gone by and we talk about it the week after. All right. Honorable mentions go to Hawk versus Wolf podcast with Mark Norman. I never, I never realized that Mark Norman was a skater. 
and from the sounds of it, in his younger years, a pretty competent one. Uh, comedy. Comedy. Oh, Mark Norman. I really need to take some time and put some Mark Norman shit on this soundboard. Because that man is just a walking fucking punchline. He is our generation's Norm MacDonald. <clears throat> and my dick kept getting hard. But his dick was too small to get hard. <laughs> and then we get to BTK. Uh, Little Stinkers. I never listened to a Little Stinkers episode. Um, personally, my personal point of view, I've sort of burnt myself out on crime podcasts. But I was like, oh, you know, it's the BTK killer. Like, I know this one. I'll listen to this. Um, and I'm really fucking glad I did. <laughs> because Rainey drinks his own piss about nine minutes into the podcast of his own free will and volition. <laughs> he just drinks his own fucking piss. And I think the whole story from this is that the BTK killer would go into people's houses and, like, steal their shit or take, like, a trophy or something. So he's gone and taken Jake's piss cup and filled it up with piss or something along those lines. But this man, at the eight-minute mark, drank his own piss and then proceeded to say that this is not the first time he's drank his own piss as on his... Daughter's baptism, he drank two pints of piss. Um, yeah, and besides the fact that the BTK killer would steal things from um, victims' houses, this has no connection whatsoever to the BTK killer. This is just Mike Rainey drinking piss. Um, I don't think I really have a sound button for that. Um, is there anything here? Anything about piss? I would never suck a guy's dick. But if I did, it'd be one of the best sucks he's ever had. Close enough. Yeah. It's worth the first 10 minutes. And then they talk about the BTK killer, but I don't really... I was more interested in the fact that Mike Rainey drank his own piss. And then we get to summoning a creature storm. Stoner Dads. Which I'm really enjoying listening to this podcast. Not so much reviewing it, because I, it's, it's really hard to review. Because it's it's not like, hey, can you swim in a pool full of cum? Can you swim in a pool full of cum? It's more deep shit. But they do mention one thing that I wrote down and I thought it was interesting. So apparently online on Twitter, have you heard about this? Have you read about this? There's this wrestling chick online by the name of Jordan Grace. And if you've fucking seen this woman before, my God, is she thick as fuck. This woman is fucking... Juicy with two eyes. Anyway, face is all mangled, but whatever. You can't have it all. Anyway, so she's gone on Twitter and she's... I'll see if I can pull it up, actually, because it's a really interesting thing to say. Not in So... See if I can find it. No, I must have spelled her name wrong. I don't know, we'll just put fucking old mate's name in there. It's here somewhere. Just bear with me. Bear with me. Oh, spelled it wrong. And in, oh, this is this is just this is just great podcasting, isn't it? Complete note of fucking silence. Um, 
Not nope, got nothing. Got where is it? You 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 think it would be easier to find, wouldn't you? You really this is just this is just great podcasting. This is just this is what you come to see. This is literally what you fucking come to listen to. Me look at my phone as I try and find fucking something. There's another picture of her. My God, this woman is fucking jacked. Um, you, you can't find it. You would think that would be like the first thing to pop up, wouldn't you? Um. Yep. No. Nah. Oh, I'm just stalling here. I'm I'm doing it really here. Yeah, listen to something while I stall. Fuck yeah, dude. There's old women standing outside your house calling you a slut for listening to this. All right, we're, we're not going to find it, are we? All right, never mind. Never mind. This, this is great. This is just great audio. Anyway, this chick's gone online and she's... And she's... Talked about Chris Benoit. Now we all know Chris Benoit. You, you, if everyone's heard Chris Benoit, wrestling fan or not, um, and you'd be sitting there going, "I wonder what she said about Chris Benoit." You know, it's pretty obvious. But you know, the same dude who killed his wife and his young child over a three-day period and left Bibles next to their dead bodies, and then proceeded to go into his gym and hang himself with his Bowflex machine, which. <laughs> That takes a extraordinary amount of fucking strength to do that. Um, anyway, so he didn't. She didn't mention that. That wasn't why he was trending and she was trending. No, she sat there and said that Chris Benoit could today could not hang with this generations of wrestlers in the ring. You know, the the guy who did the worst possible thing as a father. But let's, you know, but let's argue if he could, you know, fake fight as well as, you know, he could 20 years ago. Which, you know, like the dude fuck, you know, the dude killed his son and his fucking wife in the most barbaric way possible. Motherfucker could still hang then. Like some of, you know, the best matches that we never get to see anymore are, you know, Chris Benoit fucking versus Angle versus Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. Like, these are all great matches. Of course he could hang today. It's ridiculous. You know? He could hang in, He could hang back then, 20 years ago. He could hang in the ring today. He could hang from the Bowflex machine about 22 years ago. The man, all that does, all that man does is hang. In the ring, outside the ring, by his neck. He, he does it all. Yeah. Um... I just thought that was really interesting that, you know, people were up in arms saying, you know, he did a horrible thing, but of course he was a great wrestler. It's like that time has gone and passed, you know. You, you can't sit there online and defend Chris Benoit anymore. The fact that I've just said what I've said on this podcast is me defending him. Fuck the motherfucker. But he could hang from his neck. Um, and then we get to that might that that fucking five minute period may be the worst bit of podcasting I have ever done. It took us ninety one episodes, but we finally fucking got there. Oh, what a day! Sucker, Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, Then we get to forward with Andrew Yang and his guest Shane Gillis. This was thirty five minutes of 
Shane being a normal, decent human being. And yeah, Shane was right when he talked about it. The first question Andrew Yang asked him is, why did you say that about the Asians? Um, and his response was this. Come on one more time for the filthy little fucking chink that was just up here. It, it, listen, it's a very melancholy episode, a podcast. It's, it's Andrew Yang, a former presidential, you know, um, candidate. But there was one thing I wrote down, and that was Yang asked Gillis, who would be your number one pick if a comedian ran for president? And Shane says John Stewart, and that's a really fucking good pick because John Stewart has a lot going for him. He's a New Yorker. He has was on TV during the prime of late night TV. He genuinely cares. Like you know, if you know anything about John Stewart, he is sort of taking up the battle, the crusade against. The burning of um, toxic chemicals in Iraq. You know, the fire pits where they would burn shit right next to camps and um, soldiers ended up going home and getting fucking all sorts of cancer. You know, some, some really fucking wild cancer. Somebody needs to tell her that her pussy stinks. Of cancer. Um, but he also um, has gone to battle and has been you know, in Congress um, arguing that the firefighters and the police officers who were there on 9-11 should get compensation. Because you know how fucking insurance companies are. Oh, you, you, you know, you waited too long on this form or whatever. Yeah, you don't get it. So I think John Stewart would be a really good case for that. And this one might be a bit left field, but I think you could also make the case for Bill Burr, um, Bill Maher. I think Bill Maher would probably be pick number two. Bill Burr would just be funny. Um, who else? Rich Voss is president. That'd be interesting. Bobby Kelly is president, you know. If there were any tax on fucking food would be eliminated instantly. And every single person would get a, you know, lifetime supply of all-you-can-eat croissants. But, you know, I just thought that was really interesting because, you know, we, you, you've had Trump in office, obviously, and it'd be interesting to see who the next celebrity is to get into office, you know? They do talk about the idea of Matthew McConaughey running for president, that he may be, you know, America's only saviour, which Shane laughs at hysterically. You know, or The Rock, which Shane laughs at hysterically, that we've gotten to the point where the only people that can save us anymore are celebrities. Um, yeah, but definitely, you know, it's it's 35 minutes. Definitely check it out. It was really interesting to hear Shane just talk like a, you know, just be a normal dude. And then we get to to be tucking, tugging with Sidney Grant and David James Dadmate. Um Apparently, monkeypox is being spread around the gay community. Sounds familiar. Um, yeah, apparently it's being spread more around the, you know, the gays than anyone else. I wonder why. You want to know what my hypothesis is? Go for it. You're a faggot. 
Um, yeah. So, <coughs> is this just this is just how it's going to be now, isn't it? There's going to be some sort of virus or some sort of variant of a virus, and everyone's just going to lose their minds. It's fucking bizarre. Um, they talk about did you have a kid in your class that lied that they had a girlfriend in another state? Um, yep, yeah, that was me. <laughs> I was that kid in class who'd be like, I got a girlfriend, she just lives in America. You know, what's her name? Uh, Delilah. Oh, yeah. This was right at the time when Hey Dear Delilah was a big song. I was that kid. Why? Because I was a fucking faggot. And nothing's changed. <laughs> um, Mike knew, about, uh, knew a kid who lied about having a dad, you know. So obviously this kid would be like, what, you know, someone asked this kid, what did you do all weekend? Oh, me and my dad, we just, you know, we threw, we threw around the old pigskin, went fishing. And he'd be like, you don't have a dad. Obviously, you don't have a dad. You're black. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they then they talk about, do you know people who just never drink water? I know, I know one person who's in the room adjacent to me who never drinks water. I'm like, it's, it's fucking like, I drink a lot of water. Like, I might in a day go through fucking two to three liters. But there's people I know who just don't. You know, it's like, when was the last time you had a drink of water? I don't know, fucking two months ago? It's fucking bizarre. Or like, or like you'll see, like even kids these days, it's fucking, like you'll walk past a kid, and you're like, oh, that's water, and then look at it, it's like, that's not water, that's fucking iced tea or Coke. Like if, and it's always a particular heavy set woman with a particular looks, and by look I mean she looks like her mum and her fucking dad were related in some way. And the kid's drinking Coke. Why are you giving your fucking a four-year-old kid a fucking sippy bottle of Coke? What the fuck is wrong with you? Lewis is Puerto Rican, which is the worst kind of Mexican. The Mexicans do it too, obviously. Um, yeah, I've never understood that. We never, we never had that as kids. Um, they talk about HIV and Sydney had an uncle... Um, who came to live with him when he was a kid um, after he got AIDS. And they she had like they had like um, a social worker come and be like, listen, you can only get it if he fucks you in the ass. You can't get it any other way. Do not worry. Um, and then they talk about, as dads, how they would or have reacted to their um, daughter bringing home a black guy. Um, I'll, there's so many buttons here I could press. Yeah. If I wanted to see something all stretched out that disappoints black men, I would just look at Kim Congdon's pussy. It, it, like, personally, like, I don't have kids, but I sit there and I'm like, if that happened to me, I don't think it would overly bother me. What would bother me, though, is if he rocked up and he had, like, a bandana on and he had his hat, like, not even fully on his head and it was tilted sideways... And his pants were around his knees. And he was like, oh, what's up, Mr. J, yo? That was a horrible, that was a horrible black man impression. You know, what's up? I'm here to, I'm here to pick up Delilah. Yo, I like your crib, man. It's like mad swag and shit. 
Like, that would be like, yeah, you, you're going to have to get out of my fucking house. Why? Well, because you're a... And you're enacting like a... Yeah. Anyway. And we keep going. This this episode is just... Uh, yeah. Well, this happens once in a while. You know, you have an episode and it just doesn't flow right. But fuck you. You're here after 91 episodes. If you're still listening to this, that's your own fucking problem. Um, then we get to the Adam Friedland Show, episode four, keeping a schedule with Microsane. Um, Adam does a monologue on the ex-prime minister of um, Japan who was shot with a homemade shotgun. I can't remember his name. Uh, for the sake of an argument, we'll call him Ching Chong Jing Jong. And, like, have you seen this gun? Like, they actually were able to get a picture of it on the side of the road. It looks like something out of fucking Fallout. It looks like fucking, like, something out of Cyberpunk. It's just fucking a fucking lead, two lead pipes wrapped together in fucking tape and wires. It's fucking nuts. And then they went to his house and they found more fucking Cyberpunk fucking guns. Fucking crazy. See, there you go. Banning guns doesn't solve anything. People will still find a way to make guns. Um, they also talk about uh, uh, Boris Johnson stepping down as PM and his free replacements all being Indian. Come on out, you rapist! You put two and two together, why I pressed that button. Um, and then Racine asks a, a, a very good question. Why are all Indian guys so horny? Why? You know, like, like we're all horny. You know, guys are always horny in general. But they just seem to take the fucking cake. Like, they are just insane, especially online. Like, they make the comparison or the um, explanation that, you know, until rather recently, it was always to range marriages. But that can't be the cake. That can't be the reason. Like, just Indian dudes are just built different. They've just got a switch in their mind or they don't have a switch in their mind that the rest of us do. They have no filter. They see fucking boobs in Fijian and they, they their mind just goes blank and that's all they can think about. It's fucking crazy. Um, someone please, please call in or fucking write in or send me a message. Why are Indian guys so horny? You know, we could solve a lot of the world's problems if an Indian guy didn't send 50 messages a day to some chick online saying, me love you, please send boobs. Please send boobs and virgin. Life, we, we could solve a lot of problems in the world. Um, Racine plays the part of a fat guy who laughs this episode. Um, and then they... Uh, <laughs> They, they play Who Let the Dogs Out while talking about the ex-PM of Japan who got shot. Um, you put two and two together. I'll leave that up to you. How about one more time for the filthy little fucking chink that was just up here? And then we get to the Adam Friedland Show, episode five, Heat Wave. Nick and Adam say they've got something big planned for the show. And Adam says, and I quote, we are about to spend so much money we are about to spend all our money. To which Nick can be quoted saying, they've spent a very funny amount of money on doing something 
that they have basically done for free with zero overhead. So what they've done is they've obviously gone and bought a studio. And now they have no money. <laughs> uh, man, you got to love it. you got to love this. Call it whatever you want to call it. Call it the Adam Friedland Show. Call it Comtown 2.0. Call it whatever the fuck you want. This is just... This is what I aspire to do as a podcast. This is fucking amazing. Because it's just chaos. But it's slightly more structured chaos. That's the only difference. It's gone from being complete chaos to 90% chaos. It's fan-fucking-tastic. What a gay-ass bitch. Um, Adam, again, Adam, once again, shows his true, true colours by saying that they should offer different tiers on the Patreon. Um, and if you give enough money, you get to be a, an executive producer or you get an executive producer credit. Um, they're going to start fighting. <laughs> if they're not bullshitting and they're actually being serious and they've spent that much money, they're going to start fucking putting up tiers. And I'm relatively confident that eventually those free episodes on YouTube are about to disappear really quickly. Christmas morning here in Washington. <laughs> And I've been fucked in my ass by the Mujahideen. Because <laughs> there's going to be like a thousand dollar tier and it's going to be like, you get to fuck Adam in the ass while Nick watches. And Nick will do a podcast while you fuck Adam in the ass. <laughs> Christmas morning here in Washington. And I've been fucked in my ass by the Mujahideen. <laughs> um, Nick does say for free, our $300 tier, he will happily spread pro-Chinese propaganda. Um, this episode was obviously about climate change and what you can do about it. Um, and the answer is not much because they don't really touch on it. But next week's topic apparently will be about spousal rape and can girls rape. And I look forward to hearing them talk about it for two minutes and then passing into going into something completely different. And then we get to Cat Ass Fever with Matt and Shane and their secret podcast. Man, you know what the real N-word is? Psh, knowledge. Uh, they talk about, obviously, well, I was, you know, I, when I started this episode 25 long minutes ago and I said, oh, there's not really anything to talk about, I, I sort of lied, didn't I? Because you had a bunch of fucking videos and text messages leak from apparently 4chan of... Hunter Biden smoking crack and searching up uh, 12-year-olds on Pornhub and getting head and smoking crack in a deprivation chamber and getting head and getting a foot job and getting massages. He, there was a video, there was a picture, and I think if you really want to know, you know, what's happened or what's been released with... Um, the Hunter Biden stuff, you really should check out the episode from Friday of um, High Society Radio. It's It covers pretty much all of it. But apparently there is a picture of Hunter Biden eating a sandwich, it looks like a hoagie, while a woman in the back is tied up, like hog-tied and gagged. Crack, it's, it's a fucking... It's a powerful drug. <laughs> Well, what what's this fucking James Brown saying? Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Um, yeah. 
I, I don't know. I probably didn't put that down as something to talk about at the beginning of this podcast because I don't know what the fuck I can say. The sky is blue. The sun is hot. And Hunter Biden likes to smoke massive amounts of crack. Anyway, uh, Matt stands true to his statement that in 20 years, social media will be looked at the same way cigarettes are now. And it'll be, you know, you'll be on your phone looking at fucking Twitter and a dad with his young child will be like, can you not do that around my fucking kids? Um, it's a possibility. I doubt it, but it's a possibility. It, it, I, what it's more likely to become, social media is more likely to become like porn. The really weird ones do it in public, but a majority of people just go home and lock themselves in a bedroom and look at it for 14 hours. Um, and then they talk about, um, a gentleman by the name of Walter who killed a bunch of fucking Japanese dudes. And Matt and Shane have a, you know, a conversation about what is the truest statement. Do hard times make hard men and weak times make soft men? Or do hard times just make complete psychos like Hitler? You know, you've always heard that, you know, like my grandparents grew up in the Depression and they'd be like, well, hard times made hard men. You know, it, it um, facilitated um, innovation. And we struggled, but we struggled together. But then you could also argue, well, after World War One, you got Hitler. Um, I do come from the philosophy that I do believe that hard times make hard men. And you can't enjoy the good times without the hard times. Hard times, daddy. Um... But I also think that that doesn't work for everyone. And sometimes when there's hard times, it makes people psychopaths that want to wipe out 6 million Jews, give or take 5 million. Um, yeah. Like, I do think, you know, obviously, you know, I think the generation today doesn't know struggle. I think, you know, if what, you know not even this generation, the next generation, the 12, 13, 14-year-olds will never know the struggle that we did. And I reckon the same could be said for the past generation about me and so on and so forth. So to answer your question, I do believe that hard times make hard men and innovation and great things can come out of that. But also there's a counterbalance to that and sometimes you get Hitler or Pompey. Or Mussolini. Um, and then they talk about Pearl Harbor, obviously. Um, and I didn't know this, but apparently this is true. And the movie Pearl Harbor's lied to me. There weren't actually any kamikaze attacks on Pearl Harbor. That came later. Which I found shocking, because I swear in that movie Pearl Harbor that there was, like, kamikaze attacks. Like, they dropped all their bombs and shit, and then they just fucking spearheaded into the fucking nearest ship they could find. Apparently, that's not true. Yeah. And then we get to... Um, I've got a feeling, war mode. Um, and yeah, there are actually women in this world, the world we live in, who will not fuck dudes if they are uncircumcised. What a ridiculous statement. If it's got a helmet, it doesn't have a helmet. Who gives a fuck? Um, and these are probably the same chicks who have, you know, like a fucking beef sandwich and like their shit looks like it's fucking 
a roast beef sandwich from fucking Arby's. Like, it's fucking absurd. What, a, you you know, you, you, you like a dude, you know, you vibe with a dude, you connect with a dude, and then he pulls his pants down. It's like, oh, you got, you're uncircumcised. I'm not fucking you. And it's seriously, like, fucking... It's messed up. Like, no bullshit. Like... Because these saying, you know, women get away with this shit. They always get away with this shit when it comes... If it's, like, penis length or height or if it's serpent size or, it's like, a dude's height. They get away with it. But, like, if a dude doesn't want to fucking fuck a fat chick, like, he's literally a piece of human trash. You know, because he won't smash a fatty. It's... It's absurd. Fuck yeah, dude. There's old women standing outside your house calling you a slut for listening to this. That's why there's a pay gap. There's a pay gap because women are particularly the guys they're fucking. Men will fuck anything with a hole in it, including a tree. Um, and then we get to the bonfire part of the podcast. You know, we go down to bonfire town. Every rose has a fawn, has its fawn, the bonfire. Um, so, yeah. This week was, last week, or this week, last week, whatever, you get the idea, was... um. Jay was Jay not happy at Sirius XM. And by in turn, Dan wasn't happy with Sirius XM. And we weren't happy with Sirius XM. We did get Lewis though. So Sirius XM, this biggest, the biggest satellite radio station in America, if not the world, cannot get authorization or allow Dan and Jay to broadcast from a park car park of a motley crew, Def Leopard, Poison. Mega show. And can't even get them tickets to the show at all. Fuck off! Hulk Hogan! We're coming for you, nigga! Uh, That's fucking amazing. I've never seen the uh, the bonfire do anything funny. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And you're probably sitting there thinking, well, you know, maybe tickets were sold out or, you know, they were just really hard to get hold of. Tom from Gas Digital. Good old proud boy Tom. Fucking Dan Soda's... Fucking long lost brother was able to get press passes and it didn't take him all that much effort to get them. Tom from Gas Digital was able to do what Sirius XM either couldn't or wouldn't do. And Jay's fucking pissed as as he should be because like these motherfuckers won't do anything. Like they'll come up with these great ideas and no one. No one sees the brilliance of Big J Okerson. But Big J says it. You can make it all right. It all will be forgiven. Just give us buns and basketball. And every other idea Jay has ever come up with on the show. Because he's pissed. Because it's ridiculous. It's serious XM. It's a, it's a channel about music. It's a radio station. And these dudes just want to sit in the car park and talk shit. And you won't allow them to do that. It's ridiculous. Um, Tom calls in to tell the boys how easy it was to get press passes. Shout out, Tom. I like Tom. And I will, I'm the only person who says it, but he is definitely the long lost brother of Dan Soda. And then we get to the sound of silence, the bonfire. So, <laughs> is, is Sirius XM in like financial trouble? Is, is there something we're not being told? Because they can't get tickets and they can't get authorization for Big J and Dan to do a fucking radio show podcast out the front of a stadium. 
And Jay's headphones and his headphone jack are completely fucked up. His headphones don't work. Because Sirius XM are a bunch of fucking cheap, <laughs> cock-sucking. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyway, then the maintenance guys come into the studio and they check the headphones three times. They look at them and say, no, nah, you're good to go. And they give them back to Jay without even touching him. And guess what? His headphones still don't fucking work. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, it's like if you took your car to a mechanic and said the brakes don't work and they took the car and they opened the bonnet and then they closed the bonnet and said, no, brakes are fine. But uh, it's fucking ridiculous. And these dudes did get their arsehole ripped out the next day, to be fair. But it mu I must say, it is a really... For someone who works in customer service and retail, it is a perfect way to deal with customer service. You know, someone, you give someone a sandwich and it's like, oh, I asked for no mayo. There's mayo in this. And you just sit there and go, no, there isn't. And you just walk away. It's definitely something that I'm going to try and incorporate into my day-to-day -day life. Um, <laughs> fucking just, just look at them straight face and go, no, that works. It's fine. And then lastly, Aaron Berg and Luis J. Gomez, the bonfire. Um, there's no Dan Soder, is he? He has the immune system of a child. And instead we get a skanks takeover like the good old days. And I'll tell you something right now. Go on YouTube, type in the bonfire, and type in the skanks takeover. Because it is some of the best two and a half hour fucking radio ever. Like, that's some old school shit. That's some fucking, you know... Dave Smith and Lewis taking over fucking the bonfire. It's some really good stuff. And it's almost like the lost episodes of Legion of Skanks. Because they're not really episodes of Legion of Skanks. Um, Lewis doesn't know why people think he's banned from XM. He has no idea. Um, I don't know. I've heard that story before. But people talk shit all the time. Um... Then they talk about if your parents were celebrities and made you, who are those two celebrities? So, for instance, Jay's was Guy Farini and Guy Farini. Like, for me, for example, and this might explain to you what I look like, mine would probably be Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad and Jonah Hill's fat sister, whose name I can never remember the name of. She'd still get it, though. Um, that probably explains me. Um, then they talk about fat supermodels versus Down syndrome supermodels. That's what I mean. Like, I think there's one point where Lewis is the producer talked to Lewis and was like, do not turn this into a Legion of Skanks episode. This is 50 minutes of the Legion of Skanks with Aaron Burke. <laughs> it's great. Uh, they talk Nikki Glazer and her gross fucking feet. Uh, Burke dishonors himself by saying that Nikki is still attractive, really attractive. Um, yeah, like 10 years ago, maybe. Um, you know, same was like, I mean, okay, in saying that, let's be fair. Given the choice between Amy Schumer now or Nikki Glaser now, Nikki Glaser wins nine out of 10 times. Unless I feel like smashing a fatty. Um, then Berg wonders what it would, what it would be like to cheat on his wife and have a mistress, side girlfriend. 
And luckily for him, he's come to the right place because both Lewis and Jay are really fucking knowledgeable in those subjects. There are three things that Big J is most knowledgeable in. 80s and 90s porn stars, who sh- 80s and 90s celebrities who showed Bush, fingerless gloves, and how to cheat on your wife. And Lewis's topics that he knows the most about are drugs, how to raise a son miraculously really well, and how to fucking cheat. <laughs> um, Berg doesn't want to cheat, but he says he'll ask his wife if he sits, if it's okay. Um, Lewis feels as men, it is our natural instinct to cream pie chicks. And I can't say he's wrong. I'm, I, I can't go back to condoms. I don't think I could ever go back to condoms. If it gets to the point where I have to wear condoms, I'm getting a vasectomy. Um, and then they spend the last five minutes talking about gas station drug pills, dick pills. I've never taken a dick pill. I've never taken a blue chew. I've never taken a Viagra. Like I've never had a problem getting hard. Well, like you know, once in a while, but I've never had it recently. Like I don't know. Maybe we'll do a podcast one day, and I'll just I'll eat four blue chews, and we'll just record an episode and see how we go. You'll just hear this. And then, obviously, we're at that point of the podcast. It looks like there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. Episode 661. Dabs, dab do's and don'ts with Colm Tyrrell. And it's a studio, so it's not a Zoom show. It looks like they're taking a break from Zoom shows for the next few weeks, which, hey, I'm all for. Uh, Lewis finally has a date set for his fight against Jason Ellis, and it will be April 8th at Ellis fucking Mania. I know they call it Ellis Fest. Um, will this fight be pushed back? Fuck, I hope not. I really just want to see this fight. I want this fight over with. It's, last, it's the last fight Jason Ellis is ever having. It's the last fight Lewis is ever having. Let's just get it over with so Lewis can get fat again. Um... Then they ask the question, they talk amongst themselves, could you swim in a pool full of cum the same way you could swim in water? And would you float or sink in a pool full of cum? Um, And after consulting with a science teacher, I can confirm that you would probably drown as cum is more like like a viniscusy than water. I can't either confirm or deny that you could swim in it though. It's essentially like honey. Um, so Lewis is wrong, and he'd probably drown in it. Like the Terminator in the second movie. You know, when he's giving the thumbs up, and he just sinks into the magma. Um, Lewis argues that most sluts have sucked 100 dicks in their lifetime, which, you know, you say it like that, it sounds like a lot. But if you average it out, like how many dicks on average do slut, sluts suck per year? Like, let's say you, you have a good year. And you suck like fucking five dicks. Within 20 years, you've sucked 100 dicks. But maybe one of those years, you've had an extra good year and it's eight. But then the next year, you have a boyfriend. You're only cheating on him once. So you only suck two dicks. So it's a it's a checks and balances thing. Um, Byron comes on to talk the do's and don'ts of dabbing. Um, no one has any idea what Byron does around the office besides... Give guest dabs, guests, st- give guests and staff dabs. 
um, and then proceeds to turn them into just mushes of people, like he did with Lisa Ann. Byron knocked Lisa Ann out, and he didn't even fuck her. He got that woman so high, she passed out before a podcast, and he didn't even fuck her. It's amazing that the man won the fucking woke term Olympics and his literal job is I give people dabs. He's not an intern. He's a fucking... He's, he's Gas Digital's very own drug dealer. It's great. Um, so anyway, they, Lewis has put his... He's laying down the law and has told Byron he can no longer give dabs to employees. You can give dabs to hosts of shows, but no staff. So I'm assuming guests also fall under that. Um, Alex is a loophole though, because she's a host and a producer. So when she's on broad topic, she can hit as many dabs as she wants, but then she has to go and produce. That's that rule is going to work out horribly. (laughs) It's not how being stoned works. You can't just be a host and smoke dabs and then be a producer. Um, Byron also admits to sucking a lady boy's dick and having her finish in his mouth. Um, Lewis says it's not gay if a lady boy fucking... <laughs> oh, fuck it. This is ridiculous. What the fuck? Lewis says it's not gay if the lady boy's dick is smaller than yours. So it's not gay. If it's bigger than yours, you're gay. Apparently it's not gay that the lady boy finishes in your mouth. Never. Um... This, I almost want to say this was the best episode of Legion of Skanks in a while, but we have we, we can't say that. What I can say is it's been the best episode in the the Zoom slot of the week for a very long time. Um, then they talk about how gay Blind Mike was at Lewis's 4th of July party and Lewis kept calling him Blind Mike in front of James till James asked, why do you call him that? You didn't call him... Gay, just called him Blind Mike. And and Lewis explains to him why, and James says, well, that's fucking, that's mean. Um, you shouldn't do that. Which is commendable, because his son is a faggot. James then proceeds to go out of his way to call Gay Blind Mike, Mike at the party for the rest of the party. Which is commendable, because his son is a faggot. Uh, they watch a video of a naked, naked, they watch a video of a naked homeless man trying to rape a chick in New York. Jay says, that looks consensual. And then two seconds later, you hear, help me, help me. He's trying to fuck me. <laughs> it's great. It's just fucking great shit. Then they watch bum fights and felony fights. like Good old days. Um, Lewis tells a story of when he was young and his mum would beat on him with a broomstick. Like not the wooden one, like the plastic hollow one. That didn't really hurt, but Lewis had to pretend it hurt so that he wouldn't really cop a beating. Um, and his sister would grab her weapons, like a studded belt and all that kind of shit, to like protect Lewis and herself. Um, as this Puerto Rican hardcore match is going on, the broomstick like breaks, but it doesn't like just snap in half because it's like it's. I don't even know if it's plastic. It's like aluminium almost. It's really flimsy shit. And it stabs Lewis's sister in the face and peels back her cheek. So this fucking fat Puerto Rican girl has probably already got self-conscious, like self-confidence and body issues. Now has this massive scar face on her scar on her face. 
Um, then they go back to watching felony fights, um, including one guy versus one savage bad, 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 bad boy, badass chick with a kendo stick. And the chick wins. The chick beats him up. And she goes all out. She bites him. He, she fucking scratches him. She fucking does the old fucking Chris Benoit move where you put the kendo stick across his mouth and put him in the crippler crossface. And I'll tell you right now, that dude should go home and kill his wife and his child because that's embarrassing to get beaten up by a woman. Um, Lewis and Dave commentating over felony fights or guy versus girl with weapons fights is what I originally pitched that Yo MMA rap, blah, 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 blah. Yo MMA rap should have been, shouldn't have been a podcast about, you know, the fucking fights on the weekend. It should have been Lewis and Dave sitting in a room, watching homeless people beat the fuck out of each other. Fuck your child, nigga. Um, and then they talk about lastly, what weapon would you have to give a woman to beat you? Not including a gun. You can't include a gun. Um, what kind of weapon would you have to give a woman to beat me up? Hmm. Pretty confident I can beat a... Uh, if you give a woman a kendo stick, I'll be okay. You give a woman a baseball bat, I'm a bit more concerned. But once again, she's got one shot. She better hit me good once. Because if I grab that bat... I'm shoving it so far up her ass, it ain't funny. Brass knuckles, no, she has to get too close. A knife. Yeah, I, I, a knife would probably scare me the most because I know I'm going to get fucking slashed at least once. Um, what else? Hmm. Just trying to think of fucking... I don't know. Give the give the bitch a ladder, and have someone hold me on top of a fucking table and have her jump off it. <laughs> sledgehammer, I'm um, good. I, I reckon she 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 couldn't lift a sledgehammer above her head. The sledgehammer would actually play in my advantage, because by the time she lifts it over her head, I've already fucking dropped her. Yeah, it's probably knife. The knife would worry me the most. Shut up, bitch. All right. <clears throat> and lastly, episode 662, A Night at Nate's, with Dr. Drew, Mickey Gull, and MVP of the week, Gerard Michaels. I have no idea who Gerard Michaels was. I still don't know. All I know is he once played the stunt double for Big J. Um, but he's a very funny comedian. Um, Jay and Drew both share the same opinion on the choke jerk theory. Um, for those of you who don't know, and if you don't know, what are you doing here? Um, it's the belief that some celebrities that die from hanging, like suicide hanging, are actually just practicing autoerotic asphyxiation. Now, Jay tries to sell Drew on his choke jerk machine that drops you if you don't acknowledge it within 30 seconds. Both a TV doctor and a UFC fighter with the second most rear naked choke holds in hold victories in the UFC agrees that's probably a bit too long. 
here's the thing. We all used to think Robert Williams choke jerked himself to death. But he didn't. He left a suicide note. He literally just hung himself. That guy from NXS, he definitely fucking was trying to fucking choke jerk. Um, can we make that a podcast one day? Can can I fucking can I choke? Can I put a belt around my head while I jerk off? And <laughs> you just hear fucking. <laughs> That's great podcasting. Um, uh, I I wrote down. I don't know really know who Gerard is, but he's a funny dude. Um, this was the strangest collection of guests on a podcast I think I've ever seen. And it worked really fucking well. Uh, they played Guess the Gibberish. I, I don't really care for Guess the Gibberish, but it was all right. I think they sort of snuck in like weird things that Jay and Lewis and Dave sort of do. So they could sort of spin off and talk about those things. Um, whereas Jay would rather talk about all the porn stars that Drew's tried to help on his many shows. And Lewis just wants to know if it's normal that he makes out with, if it's normal that he makes out with the air while he masturbates. This is just this is Big J's wet dream. Like if you were probably to ask Big J, like the top three guests that he would want to have on a podcast with him, it'd be Doctor Drew, it'd be Doctor Phil, and it'd probably be Maury Povich or Jerry Springer, because that was what Big J grew up on. Um, then they talk about, you know, you can tell Dr. Drew's a bit fucking uncomfortable, but Dave reassures him by telling him that Dr. Drew not fully endorsing the vaccine probably hurt his more, his career more than this appearing on this podcast. And that's true. Um, they pull up clips from old episodes of things they've done that maybe they shouldn't have done. And are looking for a professional doctor's opinion on. Like when Jay rubbed Icy Hot on his balls. <laughs> I've done that before. I actually do that on the regular because like before I go to work, like I'll put like deep heat on my knees or my feet and I'll take a piss and I'll be like, oh, my balls are fucking hot. Now, I've never lathered them in. I might just touch them a little bit. But still, you, you feel it. Um, they talk, uh, Another one was Jimmy burning his fingers on the dab machine. Um, Dr. Drew also confirms that, uh, dabs, uh, it's just weed meth. That's all it is. It's just weed meth. Um, then Lewis proceeds to blow a cloud of meth weed smoke at Drew. Um, then they watch Jay taking a dab and passing out. Um, and obviously gun in the butt part one. And they talk about the upcoming one. Uh, (laughs) and Dr. Drew says it's probably not the best idea. Um, Dr. Drew may or may not be doing a live Q&A at Skankfest. Maybe, possibly, we'll see how we go. And by see how we go, I mean it'll probably be the reaction to this podcast, which has been mostly positive from fans. Um, and then they start looking at entries to the Tattoo Golden Ticket competition, which, if you remember, was essentially... Whoever gets the best Legion of Skanks themed tattoo gets gold ticket. Um, yeah. And you could probably separate these tattoos into three categories. They're either shitty bonfire cross Legion of Skanks tattoos, a shitty homemade Lewis themed tattoo, or just the LOS, 
you know, face logo tattoo. Um, we we do realize or learn two things: the skanks lo the the skanks logo um, hand tattoo is more common than you think. So a lot of people trying to rip off Big J. It was ridiculous. There was like four motherfuckers who had that logo on their hand. And Big J makes the point: these motherfuckers should have got tickets because they've ruined any chance of having a normal functioning job in society. I wouldn't get anything tattooed on my fucking hands. Are you retarded? And we also learned that no one wants a Dave theme tattoo. There's no one out there with a part of a problem tattoo. Um, like there were a few good tattoos. There was the one you've probably seen on Lewis's Instagram of a dude on the on his back had Lewis with a rattlesnake and had Legion of Skanks. It was really just a Lewis tattoo. Um, some dude tattooed himself. Um, hate speech the bear, fucking black baby and Down syndrome doll. That was a good one. Um, someone did, and I'm very proud to say this, and it made me very happy. Someone did get the um, Lewis and Jay like making out why Dave was at like in front of him. Essentially, my logo at this podcast. I thought that was cool. The tattoo was horrible. It made Dave Smith look like a fucking Jew goblin, but it was it was not, it, it it warmed my heart because I genuinely think if I was going to get a tattoo to try and win this competition, that would be the tattoo. Anyway, the uh, LOS boys tattoo, like the Lost Boys tattoo, with Dave Smith, Lewis, Jay, and Justin Silver won. Um, it was because it was definitely the best and the most Legion of Skank centric tattoo. And people forget, and I didn't actually fully know this neither. Justin Silver was originally the fourth member of Legion of Skanks. And I thought, and it's a decent tattoo. Once again, no one can capture Dave's essence in tattoo form, but it was better than the fucking other one. Didn't make him look like a Jew goblin. And speaking of Jew goblins, goblins, on a podcast I can't talk about, on a podcast I can't talk on, that is the end of this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. I'm sure it was very painful and you now need therapy. Um, as always, follow me on Twitter and Instagram and wherever else you can find me at SkankversePod. Um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review. It helps us out greatly. And obviously spread the podcast. Let people know, know about it by telling a friend, a family member, or someone who has ruined any chance of having a normal job by getting a shitty tattoo on their hand. And until next week, as always, I must now bid you an adieu. So, goodbye, mwah, and good night. <laughs>